Welcome to the Wonder Your Way Travel Podcast. I'm your host, Lynn Neiman. I'm here to help you travel to Europe, to explore off the tourist track destinations, dig a bit deeper into those well-known places, offer up some tips so you can travel with peace of mind, and of course, to share a few stories. It's my hope to inspire you to travel to Europe your way. Well, hello and buongiorno and guten morgen. This is a first for me. I am, number one, I am on the road and living the digital nomad location indie lifestyle. And I'm also recording this in the closet of the apartment that I am staying in, <laughs> in Castel Rotto, Italy. So um, it's a beautiful apartment. I mean, it's it's simple, as is a lot of things in this part of, of Northern Italy, all wood, but with all that wood and not a whole lot of like carpeting, and curtains and other things to absorb sound comes a lot of, you know, reverberation and echoes. And so I thought, hmm, I'm going to sit in the little wardrobe closet and there's an extra blanket in there and some of my stuff is hanging up. And I thought, well, I'm just going to have to set up shop in my closet. So this is a first for me. I am coming from the closet. (laughs) Anyway, I have been, as of this recording, which is going to be right before I am going to be releasing it because um, things might kind of work that way a little bit. I might be not planning ahead as much because I kind of want to live in the moment a little bit more and give you some real kind of real time, in time kind of information, thoughts, and ideas on destinations as I am going along. But as I record this, it is September 19th, and I have been on the road for about two weeks now. So I left two weeks ago today. I left on September 5th on the uh, Labor Day weekend holiday and traveled to Italy. And what I want to do in this episode is just give you a little bit of information on what it was like to travel to Italy and what it's been like to travel around Italy a little bit. So I want to start with the getting here. Yes, you can still travel to Italy. It is a little bit more complicated. Some of the European countries are more complicated than others. Italy is making it maybe a little bit harder. But the upside is that from what I hear, from some other travelers, they've said places like Rome, just they're just not as busy. So if you're thinking about traveling to Italy, even later this year, it's still possible. And as of this recording, and we all know that this can change because if COVID has taught us anything, it's that things are always in flux. But you can travel to Italy. You can still get here and probably have a pretty good time. Now, let me go over some of the stipulations. And this is going to apply more towards Americans than maybe the Europeans, because obviously the the EU, the European Union is kind of set up that, that, you know, people can kind of travel a little bit more freely from country to country. Now, it may, may, may be a little bit different. Again, you have to check with um check all the sources and check with your with your country's website and the country you're going to and what's going on. But for Americans, if you want to go to Italy, you need to have, first of all, you have to meet one of these first two criteria. Number one, you either need to be fully vaccinated 
or you need to have recovered from COVID within about the last, I think it's 180 days, so roughly six months. That's the first hoop you have to go through. If you don't have either one of those, if you're not vaccinated, they're not going to let you in. So you have to have that first criteria. The second thing you have to do is you do still need to have a negative COVID test. You can either do the PCR or the rapid antigen test. So you need to have two things. It's not an or, it's an and. You have to have both vaccination or recovery from COVID within the last six months, plus having that negative COVID test. For me, what I did was I knew I was already fully vaccinated. I took care of that as soon as I was eligible because it's the right thing to do. Secondly, for the testing, because I was leaving on a holiday weekend in the U.S., I went ahead and booked my COVID test at the airport. Now, there are, you know, CVSs or pharmacies or different places you can get it. But the big thing that you have to remember is this test has to be done 72 hours before you arrive in Italy, not before you depart the States, but before you arrive in Italy. So be sure that you can get those test results back in time and that you're not going over that 72 hour time frame. And because it was a holiday weekend, I didn't want to mess with trying to get something through like a CVS pharmacy or something like that. So I booked mine at CVG at the Cincinnati airport. Now, I think it cost me a little bit more, but to give me that peace of mind, knowing that I wasn't going to be worried about getting my test result before my flight, it was worth it for me. And I just got to the airport. I made my appointment in advance. I was already set up. I got there, got my test done. It was done in 30 to 40 minutes. And then I was able to go check in. So that's the process. You would need to, if you if you are going to get the test at the airport, do that first before you go check in. And then you will check in. And the agents at your airline, I flew Delta, as they will check out all of the information that you need in order to take that trip to Italy. Now, the other thing is you have to have this EU passenger locator form. I had a link to it after I booked my flight to Italy. So once you book your flight, you will see a bunch of links to different places that it will take you. But this is one of the things that you will absolutely have to fill out. It's for contact tracing in case of COVID, obviously. If you catch it, if somebody maybe on your flight catches it, this is just what they need to have. And you need to have this in order to enter, I think, most of the EU countries. I think they're all pretty much doing this. But Italy definitely is. So you do need to have that filled out. Once it's filled out, it's kind of into a database. I printed my information out just so I had it just in case, which I would highly recommend. Now, as far as flights getting there and people wearing masks, well, (laughs) it's a little bit of a mixed bag, I will admit. Um, I'd say most passengers are wearing their masks. I, you know, on the international flight in particular, I'd say the majority of people kept their masks on most of the time. There were a few on my flight that didn't. And it was, you know, I felt for the flight attendants because they had to keep telling these people to please put their mask on. And they were always very kind about it. But um, 
I think I probably would have lost my cool and been like, just put your fucking mask on. It's, you know, it's like we were all, it was not fun wearing a mask for, I don't know, however long, you know, through the airport. And I, of course, I had to fly from Cincinnati to Atlanta and I had a pretty lengthy layover in Atlanta because I like to have long layovers. So number one, I can walk from gate to gate and get some exercise just because it helps my body feel better knowing that I'm sitting all that time. And I always like to get a meal before I get on that international flight because plain food sucks. Let's face it, it sucks unless you're sitting in first class. And I would say probably even then you might be able to get yourself a better meal in the airport. Maybe, maybe not. So outside of eating, I really was very good about keeping my mask on. But again, not everybody is. So um, the upside is when you're flying internationally and when you're going somewhere like Italy where they're mandating that you have to have your vaccine or have recovered from COVID and have this negative test, chances are you are not going to catch COVID from anyone on the plane. And that is one of the big upsides, I think, to traveling to Italy right now is because they are putting all these measures in. You know that the chances of catching COVID on the plane are probably pretty low, even if not everybody is keeping their masks on, although they should. So the travel here was, you know, it was just long. That's that's what I'll say. And then, of course, I picked up my car. Um, I was I flew into Venice and picked up a car there. And then I was driving towards the the Verona, Italy area. So you know, maybe a couple of hours, and then just a little bit outside of there, maybe about twenty kilometers or so, kind of a little bit north of Verona, out into the Valpolicella vineyards. Um, I was staying in a town called, well, near a town called, if you can call it a town, there are hamlets out there. San Pietro in Cariano. And I just hit so much traffic. There were accidents on the autostrada from Venice to Verona, and it was warm. And I was really getting irritated because obviously I was kind of tired. So I was just ready to stop moving and just sit somewhere or walk around or something. So so it was a little... Um, yeah, it was probably not like, I probably was not in the best of moods when I arrived, but I was so happy to arrive at Demora Bullioni, which I have stayed at a couple of times before. It is actually owned by the Bullioni family who has a vineyard and they've got restaurants and they've got a couple of little places actually, even in Verona, but I've stayed here a few times. So I am familiar with Melissa, who is one of my favorites. She kind of runs the the Demora and she is a wonderful person. So shout out to her. And it was just really nice to be somewhere kind of quiet. And she made sure I got into my room and was all set. I was in bed pretty early, I think, that first night. But what I want to say is, once you are in Italy, it's really pretty easy. The getting here is the hard part. But once you're here, it's not so bad. The one thing that you just want to be sure of is always have your mask with you. Because when you go indoors unlike how it is in the U.S., you have to wear your mask. So have a mask with you at all times. You go inside to go to the grocery store. You go inside to use the restroom at the 
uh, auto grill along the autostrada, you need to wear your mask. So always have your mask. You go into your hotel, you need to have your mask on. Once you get in your room, you can take it off. But in that common area, you want to be sure that you're always wearing your mask. And the one thing is that you will notice that a lot of the restaurants and there will be other places, there will be places like museums or other sites where you go indoors, you will see a sign for Green Pass. What this means is that you have to show proof of vaccination or I think recovery from COVID within the last six months in order to go into these places. You are not allowed in unless you meet one of those two criteria. So Italy has something that's more of a digital type of thing, and they just call it the Green Pass. And I think other citizens of the European Union can also get it. As Americans, or maybe as Canadians, we cannot get it. But for Americans, our CDC vaccination card serves as the Green Pass. So how does this work? Keep your CDC vaccination card with you at all times, just like you do your mask. Do not laminate that CDC card. Just get a protective, like a plastic protective covering for it. I met a lady who actually had it, her card in a plastic covering, and then she had it kind of in a lanyard around her neck because she just felt like then she always had it with her. I just keep it with me with my wallet and my passport and my CDC card. Those are the three things I always have with me. And then typically when I'm out driving, I have my international driver's license as well. And I just sort of like, they're sort of all bunched together and I grab them all and I put them in my purse or I put them in my backpack, depending on where I'm going and I have it all. But you do need to have your CDC card with you in order to get into those places that ask for a green pass. This may be a restaurant, it may be a museum, but you will see a sign asking for the green pass and that's when you need your CDC card. So in my case, I actually needed it when I took a vineyard tour. So I took a tour probably about my second or third day in Italy. I think it was my third day while I was in the Valpolicella wine region. And I went to a place called Le Bignelle in Murano di Valpolicella. And she asked me for my green pass. And she's like, and I was like, oh, I don't have the green pass. Oh, she's like, okay, yeah, that's right. So I pulled out my CDC card. But because we went inside into, you know, all the winemaking areas and like the where the barrels and fermentation and things like that, I needed to show that to her. So you got to have it with you. You are probably going to need it at some point or another. It's just one more little hoop to jump through. Doesn't necessarily make it any more difficult really to travel here. It's just one little thing that you just got to remember to keep with you at all times. Now, are the Italians great at always keeping their masks on? Probably a little bit better than the Americans, at least from my perspective. But there are still those people who probably don't always wear their mask. But I will say that overall, I think that there is better compliance with wearing a mask. You will have to wear a mask too if you take any sort of public transportation, trains, buses, gondolas, 
and I say gondolas because I'm now here in the Castel Roto, Castel Ruth area of the Trentino Alto Adige region, specifically the Alto Adige or South Tyrol or Sud Tyrol province of the region. So I'm up in the mountains, I'm going hiking, and there are some places where there are gondolas. And guess what? On the gondola ride, I have to wear my mask the whole way up and the whole way back. And I've even done that when I've been in the gondola on my own, although I probably could take it off. But, you know, I'm just being extra safe. Typically, you will probably end up on the gondola with a few other people. They are trying to keep numbers down. Like normally, there may they may allow as many as like twelve or sixteen people on on one of the little round gondolas. I'd say they're probably doing half of that amount. And sometimes, you know, groups that are traveling together, that's fine. I um, have found myself just mostly kind of being on the gondola, maybe with like two other couples. So there's five of us, and everyone wears their masks. And in fact, I've seen a couple people not having their masks on, and I won't get on the gondola with them. <laughs> so I'm like, I'm not getting on there. You need to wear, I mean, it's public transportation, so you need to wear your your mask. So I would say most people, I'd say like probably 95 to 99% of the people are really, really good about wearing their masks on, you know, buses and trains and ferries and gondolas and all that public transportation. But it is something else to just remember to keep in mind. So I kind of want to wrap this up because I don't want to go too long of an episode, but I just kind of wanted to give you some of my initial thoughts. I do think that if you want to come to Italy still before the end of the year, you still could. Um, number one, the weather is still going to be good here in most of most of Italy. You can visit Tuscany in October, November. It's still beautiful. It's still relatively warm. If you want to stay with something that's a little warmer, you can go Rome, I understand, is a great place to be in November. That might be a great time to come over. Or if you want to still have a little bit of warm weather, you can go further south. Places like the Puglia region, which is the heel of the boot. You can go to Sicily, the island of Sicily. That's a great place to go in October, November. So there's still time if you want to come to Italy because it could get kind of busy next year if people really start to feel better about the state of the pandemic. And if we're thinking that things are getting a little bit, you know, we're just kind of getting a handle on it more. 2022 could be a very big year. So if you're still thinking about coming to Italy, you know, you still could come this year and get a week, two weeks in and really have a great trip without the crowds. It may be a good time. Um, to be honest, my cousin and his wife were over here with a few other couples and he and I ended up meeting up with him here in Castel Roto and they said Rome was just not very busy at all. So, you know, it might be a good time to to come somewhere like Rome. November would be a great time to come. You could probably easily get to see some of the main sites there, go to Vatican City and not have to deal with as many people. So it could be a good time to still make that trip as long as you feel okay with it. And that's the big thing. You know your situation best. I'm not going to tell you, oh, yes, definitely come. I'm going to say, I'm going to suggest that 
it could still be a really good time for you, but you know your situation, you know your health and your family's health best, so you need to make that decision. But if you're kind of on the fence and thinking, hey, maybe I could go, you know, if you're vaccinated and you're okay with getting the test and you're okay with, you know, having your mask on in places while you're indoors and showing that CDC card to enter to certain places, then I'd say now might be a good time to come before the crowds really come back. So that's going to be this little short episode. I'm going to be coming to you kind of a little bit more in the moment, like I said, as I travel the recordings may not be quite as polished, not that they're super polished, because I'm not that great of an editor. <laughs> and I haven't decided to, um, to farm this out yet to somebody, but um, they're going to be more in the moment. The last thing I just want to say is that I have been here in the mountains now up in the Dolomites in the Kestel Roto, otherwise known as Kestel Ruth area. And if you want more information on this area, go back and listen to episode 10. And I just realized this is episode 20. So that's, you know, I'm like already up to 20 episodes. Woohoo! <laughs> A little celebration. Um, anyway, this area is just such a wonderful place. I love it here. I feel like it's home to me. It's sort of like a second home. And I have been really lucky to have some pretty nice weather so far. It's actually raining today, which is probably good because otherwise there may not be a podcast episode. <laughs> but um, anyway, um, I'm just really thrilled to be here for a while. And I have met up with uh a woman by the name of Claudia, I think it's Rear, from the Sud Tyrol, South Tyrol Tourism Board. And I'm learning a little bit more about the area as well. So stay tuned because there are some things that I am going to hopefully be bringing to Wonder Your Way soon as I grow this business. So I'm just going to put that little teaser out there for you. And as always, I invite you to leave me a review on Apple Podcasts as it helps me to grow the podcast and help me reach more people to put a little bit more Europe travel into your ears. And as always, I appreciate you being here and letting me just ramble on about, you know, Europe travel. <laughs> Not from, from the closet of my apartment in the little San Valentino hamlet that is part of the greater Kessel Roto area. Be sure to check out the show notes because I will put a few links in there for you if you are thinking about traveling to Italy, just some of the stipulations and some of the things that will help you go through that. And if you need help, you know that I'm always here to be your personal travel planner in helping you get to Italy or anywhere else in Europe that you might be longing to go, whether it's this year or next year or even sometime in the future when you feel okay to travel internationally again. Thanks for listening, everybody, and happy travels. Arrivederci.